Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, February 16th. This podcast was recorded at 6.23 p.m. on Thursday, February 15th, so things might have changed by the time you hear this. For the latest updates, visit kcur.org. Coming up, many kids attended Wednesday's Super Bowl parade and rally, and several were injured during the shooting or in the rush away from Union Station. We'll hear from an expert on how to talk to kids about traumatic events. Oftentimes, the impact is actually stronger the younger they are Mm. because their brain, it's not as developed yet. It's more of a kind of that blank slate idea. But first, some headlines. Seven gunshot victims from Wednesday's shooting are still in the hospital. Authorities say one person died and 22 were injured. The chief medical officer for the Kansas City Fire Department was at the parade and able to triage patients on the scene. University health surgeon Dustin Neal says that meant the most critically injured patient got to their operating room first. Had he had not made it here as fast as he had, he might not be with us now. He sustained extremely life-threatening injuries. University Health is still treating him and one other patient with critical gunshot injuries, plus another who's in stable condition. One patient at that hospital has broken bones from fleeing the shooting. Three shooting victims are still in inpatient care at Children's Mercy Hospital. Six have been discharged, along with three who had other injuries. St. Luke's Hospital is still treating its lone shooting victim. The community held a vigil Thursday night to honor Lisa Lopez-Galvin, the 43-year-old mother of two who died in Wednesday's shooting. Galvin lived in Shawnee and was a DJ at community radio station KKFI. She was known as Lisa G and co-hosted the show A Taste of Tejano. As of recording time, no charges have been filed in the shooting. Thursday, Kansas City police said two juveniles were being detained and one juvenile who had been held was released. Police Chief Stacy Graves says the shooting is not connected to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. Graves said the investigation into the shooting continues. Mayor Quinton Lucas joined Graves at the press conference. He says the incident at Union Station doesn't mean an end to parades. Certainly we recognize the public safety challenges at issue that relate to them. This is why we have detectives right now who are doing important work to make sure the people who committed these offenses are brought to justice. Lucas says the St. Patrick's Day parade set for March 17th will go on as planned. Some local lawmakers are demanding the Missouri legislature pass stricter gun laws. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports Missouri has among the weakest gun laws in the U.S. Missouri Democratic Representative Ashley Ani hid in the restrooms of Union Station with a friend when gunshots erupted outside. Ani hopes the shooting will influence other lawmakers to reevaluate their position on gun control. But she doesn't think anything will change with this current legislature and governor. Republicans have had a supermajority in our state. They have been running everything for 20 years. That is why we are where we're at today with our very lax gun laws. Missouri law also prevents Kansas City from passing significant gun control measures. Missouri's Speaker of the House abruptly ended a press conference Thursday after a series of questions on gun control. Sarah Kellogg reports. 
Speaker of the House Dean Plocker said more than once that the House was waiting for Kansas City to conclude its investigation on the shooting before making additional comments. We are looking at that investigation as it's unfolding. Obviously, we're rather sorry for those who have lost their lives. They're heavily weighed on our on our shoulders as we as we saw what happened. And as that unfolds, we'll have greater comment. Upon further questions on the deadly shooting, Plocker said they had already addressed that topic and then ended the press conference. The Republican-controlled Missouri legislature has consistently refused to consider gun control measures. One of the bills on the House calendar for first-round approval would allow firearms on public transportation and within places of worship. We'll be back after this. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. Many children in the metro went back to school Thursday after having Wednesday off for the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl championship parade and rally. What was supposed to be a day of joy and pride turned out very differently. KCUR's Steve Kraske spoke to Ashley Davis, director of therapy services at Crittenden Children's Center at St. Luke's Hospital, about how you can talk to the kids in your life about what happened. She told Steve that everyone processes their feelings differently. Well, mass shootings are incredibly jarring for just about everybody, but how would a parent even begin to handle discussing something like this with their child? Yeah, I think the most important thing as you start as a parent is to make sure that you're in a place to have that conversation before you start it. So making sure that you take a deep breath, that you are at a place where you feel like you can be about as calm as you can be given the circumstances because your kiddo is going to take their cues from you. So it's so important that you are in, in a prepared place. You say that people who were physically injured at the event will have to recover both physically and mentally, but it you know, it often takes much longer to recover mentally. Elaborate on that, if you would. Yeah. So what we know about the effects of, of trauma in the brain is that it really varies per individual. Um, and so it's not quite as straightforward as maybe a medical injury might be. Um, and that it really depends on how it was experienced by that individual. And when we talk about children, we know that their age makes a huge difference um, because our brain is still developing. And so they're at different stages of development. And as their brain continues to grow and mature, they will understand the events in a different way. And so it's something that may come up over and over again. Are there some generalities here? Do kids who are younger, do they tend to bounce back mentally more quickly than kids who are a little bit older and know a little bit more? Uh, It really depends on the kiddo and on their past experiences. So one of the things we know with younger children who have had trauma is oftentimes the impact is actually stronger the younger they are Mm. because their brain is, um, it's not as developed yet. It's more of a kind of that blank slate idea where it's it's a much much larger percentage of their experiences, um, if you think about it that way. And oftentimes they don't have the words to tell us the story of what happened. Um, And so we tend to think they don't remember and there's not much impact, but actually the opposite is true. Um, It still has a very strong impact in actually the formation of their brain and how their brain is built to work going forward. So if you're a mom or dad of a child and you were down at the station when all heck uh, broke out there, what would you do today? Would you wait for your child to raise the issue? Would you be a little more 
uh, would you get out in front of it? What, what do you recommend? Yeah, I would definitely recommend if you were there, then clearly your child experienced something, right? And so I think the very first step is to just bring it up kind of casually in a calm moment. Uh, if you have older kids, the car is a really great place because you're not directly looking at each other and people tend to be more comfortable talking about difficult topics. Um, but really checking in with them to see what did you see? What did you hear? And how are you feeling about that? And that's a really good place to start because our experience as an adult is going to be really different than our kiddos was. So we want to know what their experience was. I was thinking one thing that might complicate this is sort of social media. Uh, Older kids certainly are going to be trolling and looking around at, at seeing different things. And that might impact when you go to your child and have this conversation, I assume. Yes, definitely. Um, That's one of the reasons that we want to ask what they know, because we may not know what they saw on social media. Um, And it may be uh, completely false, um, but it also might be very true and have been very graphic. So we really want to start with what was their experience and what they know so that we know where to go from there. So kind of open-ended questions, let them talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. what they're thinking and experiencing. Exactly. And know that if they're, especially if they're younger children, they may not tell you much at the time. It may be a two-minute conversation. It will probably come back um, in the next following days or weeks or months. Um, Little children tend to uh, digest trauma kind of like taking a a bite of a cookie where they do like one bite at a time. They just process what they can and then new things will pop up. So if if your child just talks for a couple of minutes and then clearly wants to move on, you would let that happen, it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, definitely. Don't, they, don't they, force it. No, don't force it. Let them move on. Let them go play, do their normal activities. And that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have more to say or more to think about. But that is also how kids process things. So they may give you a couple of sentences and then go play a game that maybe has some themes around safety or connection. There's one point I wanted to really underscore here. From what I've read about this is it's really important to emphasize that even kids who weren't there can be deeply impacted. And that's something that parents need to grapple with here. That is very much true. Um, And that's part of why you ask them what they've heard. All of our kids are going to school today. And I guarantee you, almost every school, there will be some kind of conversation happening. Um, And so we want to check in and see what they've heard and how they interpret that affecting them. Um, I'll tell you for my own kiddos, because I had that conversation with them. They were not at the parade, but we talked about it knowing. How how old are they? They are um, 10 and almost 8. Okay, so impressionable ages. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, my 10-year-old, we just kind of talked about it very matter-of-factly. She's had an experience like this before. Hmm. Um, And so she kind of related it back to that. My um, almost eight-year-old's response was, well, I think I just won't go to parade so I can stay safe. And so that was his way of of dealing with it, was saying, you know, I'm going to do this to keep myself safe in the future. What about this idea of um, trying to protect kids from this information? Uh, Is that's something that parents should be thinking about today? I mean, I think it is to some extent. You want to do your best to make sure they're not seeing um, all of the proliferation of videos that are out there of what happened. We know that watching a video of a traumatic event, um, this came from the 9-11 event, actually, that people who watched um, those individuals who jumped out of the building, they actually had a higher rate of PTSD than people who just heard about it on the news. And so it is important to monitor their video consumption to make sure they're not witnessing things. Um, it's unrealistic probably to think you can completely protect them from knowing this happened. It's, it's going to be talked about absolutely everywhere in the community today. 
Going forward, um, Amanda, what are some signs of anxiety that parents might want to look out for as they as they monitor their kids every day? Yeah, I mean, I think that you will see um, some minor things in the next few days. Probably what we're most concerned about is when it extends. That's when we're looking to, hey, this might be somewhere we need to reach out for more professional help. And the number one thing to look for with kids is their inability to do their normal life. So if they're having trouble getting to school, paying attention in school, they don't want to hang out with friends, they don't want to go to their soccer practice, um, things that would be outside of the norm for them. Uh, that would be a sign that, hey, maybe it's time to, to reach out and see if we need some more help. Is there value in reminding kids that there are lots of good people still left out in the world? Oh, yeah. Got to go back to Fred Rogers and you look for the helpers. And I think one of the excellent things about the events that happened was that not only were there loads of professional helpers there, there were also so many just everyday citizens that were helping to console children who were lost or scared. They were uh, providing life-saving medical services with CPR. Um, And even there were uh, quite a few stories about the Chiefs players uh, consoling kids. And so I think that really emphasizing that it doesn't even have to be somebody who does this for their job. The people in our community love each other and care about each other and take care of each other. I think I can say this safely. Chris Ketch from Channel 9, we were talking before the show and I was pointing out that, you know, the older I get, these things hit me a lot harder than they used to. And it it surprises me. I used to cover police and it was just one story after another. But maybe you get a little bit older, a little more reflective and it hits me in a way it's not hit me before. And Chris said he feels the same way. Yeah, I think that's really true. I mean, as we get older, our perspective and our experiences really shape how we understand things that happen to us. And so we look at previous things that we've experienced, and we know what that might look like five or 10 years down the road for somebody who experienced a traumatic event like this. And so the more experiences you've had like that, where you've seen the longer term effects, it is. It's going to hit you harder and and differently. And that's going to be true for our kiddos who are there. They have increased understanding as they grow older when they have their own kids. They may have anxiety taking their own kids to a parade. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske speaking to Ashley Davis, Director of Therapy Services at Crittenden Children's Center at St. Luke's Hospital. KCUR's talk show Up to Date aired an entire episode about Wednesday's shooting. You can hear it at kcur.org or in Up to Date's podcast feed. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadi. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Madeline Fox and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.